Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church today. Welcome to those who are joining online as well. Glad that you're with us. Uh, it's good to be in God's house and His presence today. Um, it's also nice to be back down in central Scotland after our venture up into the Outer Hebrides. So, um, though Stuart will tell you a little bit more about that in a little while. Jonathan's going to be speaking. So great to have you with us, Jonathan. Um, and to represent Watoto, you're a great ambassador for Watoto. He's also a great ambassador for cycling, um, speeding on ahead sometimes. But we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, thank you as well to everyone who's donated to our fundraiser. And uh, Stuart will talk a little bit more about that in just a little while. But let's stand. We're going to pray. We're going to welcome the King of Kings into our gathering. And we're going to seek him today, seek his presence. Father, we've come to worship you today. Father, we've come to worship you with all of our being, body, soul, and spirit. We've come to worship you in spirit and in truth today. And Father, we come into your presence, and Lord, we're asking that we would be so aware of your presence in this place today. Father, we know that you're here, but Lord, we pray just for an intensity, an intensity in, in, in that, that sense of your presence today, Lord. May you speak, and Father, may our ears be open and our hearts be open to, to just receive all that you want to pour into our, our lives today. Father, whether we're in the building here uh, or whether we're online or, or maybe even some people watching this service uh, online later on after today. Father, we just pray, may we experience your presence. Lord, we've come today with different weeks, different things that have been going on in our lives, different challenges. But Lord, we, we want to just come and, and maybe for some of us, we need to lay the challenges aside to focus on you and to worship you today. But Lord, we know that you can speak into the challenges and you can minister into the challenges. And so, Father, we ask just for that awareness of what you're doing and saying in this place today. Lord, we want to give you all today in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. 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 So the first song that we're going to do is one that we do in Treasure Kids. So for the boys and girls, if you want to jump and dance around, you feel free. Um, if, for the big boys and girls... If you want to jump and dance around, you feel perfectly free to do that as well. Let's let's worship God today.
believe the interpretation to the message in tongues which was given there is really that the Lord will be a light to you even in the darkest of places, even in dark places, Lord will be a light to you. And as you walk through uh, life, as you walk through its various challenges, he will continue to be a light. He will continue to be a presence. He will continue to be with you. He will never leave. And he will be that light to your path. And just the, 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 the we, we all know the challenges of trying to get around. And uh, just the picture I have is, even in your house, if you're up in the middle of the night and you're trying to move around uh, in the dark and maybe somebody's left something out and it's sitting where it's not supposed to be, it's so easy to trip over that in the dark. Things can take us by surprise when we're in the dark places, when there's no light. But when the light comes, it just shows even the, the obstacles that are in our way and helps us to avoid and navigate those obstacles. And so I, I just feel that the Lord's saying that for you, for some people in here today, that he will be that light to you, that he will show you the obstacles, that he will give you the ability to navigate and negotiate the obstacles and the challenges that lie ahead of you. And I don't know if that means something to somebody very specifically today, that you're facing challenges, that you're facing obstacles. And I really believe the Lord is wanting to say to you today that he will be that light for you. Just, But you need to allow him to be that light. Don't keep walking around in the dark. Don't keep accepting that, but allow him to be that light to you. Pray that light in. Pray for his presence. Pray for his light. Pray for his, just his guidance in the difficult and challenging circumstances. Father, we know that each of us needs light to walk by. Father, we need that light. And Father, we know that the Psalms say that your word is a, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And Lord, we, we pray that you would continue to help us to, to just glean from your word to, as we read it day by day, as we meditate on it. Father, as we come to church and we hear it spoken and, and preached upon and taught, Father, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to receive your word into our hearts that it might give light to our path. Lord, we need your word, word to live by. Father, we, we look at the society that we're living in today and Father, by and large, society is forgetting about your word, is forgetting about your commands and the things which you have uh, put in place for us to live as a society in a way where there is peace and where there is harmony and where there is prosperity and fruitfulness. But Lord, we have chosen, so many people chosen to ignore your word and Father, as a result, are getting lost and, and Father, are struggling with so many things. Lord, help us to be people of the word and to be people who allow the light of the word to come into our hearts that we might walk with security and faithfulness. But Lord, we pray, help us to be able to share that word with others in creative ways that they might be able to see and begin to understand that the way that you want us to live is really for our good. It's not to spoil things or to, to upset us or, or, or to take away our fun, but Father, Father, your word, you, you, you've come to bring life and life in all its fullness. And so, Father, help us to enter into that fully, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. And thank you to all who have been leading us this morning. Great to be in church today. going to do one or two little announcements. Um, just to remind you that we are collecting uh, 
items to send off to Ukraine. Uh, there are little lists like that up on the table at the back there. Um, just different things that uh, are required. There's already, already been a lot of donations. Um, it looks like Father Christmas has been into to the lounge today again as well. There's a big, ba big massive bag of things to go there. Um, there is still time uh, to donate to this. We've got to the end of June uh, in order to do that. So I can encourage you to do that. Also, we'll be meeting for prayer on Monday um, at 9.30 on Zoom and at 7 o'clock on Tuesday night again on Zoom. And uh, one other thing I wanted to encourage you to maybe pray about. Um, so a week uh, a week today will be uh, the first gala day we've service we've had, and uh, so that'll be three years, I think. So, um, so I've been asked to speak at the gala day service. So I would appreciate your prayers for that. Um, and uh, also at the end of June, uh, there are two school services coming up. This is the first time I've done school services in all this time. So it's really exciting, but it's also a little bit nerve-wracking. So I would appreciate your prayers for that as well. So there's a uh, an end-of-term service for Brucefield. Uh, for Whitdale's uh, school at the Brucefield Church and also uh, a lever service at Longridge, which I've been asked to share that as well. So, man, I was in Longridge just a couple of weeks ago and uh, I was wandering around the classes with the head teacher saying hello to everybody. And it's just, it was quite overwhelming actually. Just, I've missed being in school so much. Can I encourage you to pray into that side of uh, church life as well? Kids, schools, youth, and, and really keep praying for that. So that's all I'm going to say in, in the way of announcements. Um, we were away on a little adventure last week, and I'm going to ask Stuart to come up and share about that. I don't know if this Stuart. If you could come up and share about that. Um, let's give Stuart a big hand, and then you can introduce Jonathan. So when Stevie asked me to do this, the only reason I actually said yes is because it gave me a chance to stand up because we all know I have to sit down. So you can work that one out yourself, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time on a saddle, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, first of all, um, I just want to say a, a huge thanks to everyone for their support in the last week or so, in particular on behalf of Toto for the, the funds that we've raised. We're, we're amazed um, at the amount of money that we've raised already. Um, I think it's just over £3,000 or something like that in total so far, which is fantastic. Um, but cheekily... If there's any yet that still wants to donate, just given page is still up there, so and everything goes to Watoto, so um, which is fantastic. Um, as you know, as a church, we've supported Watoto now for a long time. Um, we've had the choir here various times, and Jonathan's here today. Um, but I'll, I'll introduce him in a wee second or so. Um, so it was actually, and obviously Watoto is really close to myself and Jean's heart, having been out there a couple of times, and we've just always stayed involved in it. And Jean there works for Total and Jonathan's Jean's boss, right? So be kind to him. Um, so, <laughs> so, but yeah, so it was great. Um, but remember, just over a year ago now, uh, we were we had a motorhome for a, a week, and we actually went up to um, the same place out of Hebrides. And, <laughs> and Stevie knows I phoned him from from up there, and I was like, Stevie, have you seen the hills up here? Have you seen the roads up here? <laughs> so I, think, I don't think we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how confident I was, but anyway. Um, so no, it, we, had a, we had a great time. Uh, we had good fun. Um, a very good friend of mine, David Mullins, um, was with us. David's an ex-paramedic. Thankfully, we didn't need any skills, which was great. Um, but actually, it was, it was great having them there. And we went with this motorhome, and we set every day out and just in, in gaps, um, which I'll come in a second in the story there. But anyway, in gaps. So, so we had this, and we'd see the motorhome. And every time you see the motorhome, it's like, oh, there's David in the motorhome. Right, okay. So that was us. That was our chance to get off. We well and 
get some to eat and some to drink and stuff like that and, and get back away again. But, um, but, but one of the things I learned is a pastor's got lots of skills. But one of them is not really map reading. Because the first day was 90 miles, just under 90 miles, right? And I had only planned doing half of it, but we just kind of kept going. And we came to this point where he's like, it was like us, it was like children in the back of the car, are we nearly there yet, right? So we're saying to Stevie, are we nearly there yet? And he's like, yeah, we've got, I think it was something like 20 miles. But we cycled, we started cycling, this 20 miles went on and on and on. And eventually we're like, are we nearly there? Are we? So we said, Stevie says, it's only a mile and a half to go, it's just round that next corner. Well, that next corner never came for a long time, right? So they, because after a while of this next corner, Jonathan saw a sign. And at that point, I nearly just gave up completely because the sign said seven and a half miles still to go. <laughs> so like, we're like, no, no, we can't do this. <laughs> anyway, it was, but we had a good fun. We had a great time um, thing as well. We were able on the third day to also stop at Barvis, which was where the... Um, there was a huge outbreak of the Holy Spirit up there, and there was a huge revival started there. As probably know, that's all been in books and all sorts of things. And we were able to stop there as well, um, sort of thing. But um, but this mountain that I was talking about, you know, sort of thing. It was I had it in my mind for last year, and by the time we actually two days before we left, I had a, I think I had a sheer cliff in my mind now because it suddenly went from steep to really steep to this. It was really steep. Um, but I have to say, where is he, Jonathan? Straight up it as if it didn't exist, right? Which is really annoying. So, <laughs> so probably 19, but, you know, sort of thing. Stevie, up it as well. So I had to walk, uh, sort of thing. So, <laughs> so, we, so we did it, we did about 600 yards where we actually had to walk a bit, sort of thing. But anyway, we, the temptation was the motorhome just behind us. That was the problem, sort of thing. So, uh, but anyway, as I say, we, we had a fantastic time. And um, we, we, you know, we're, we're delighted to, to have raised, obviously, what we've raised. And, I say just again, we just want to thank you for all your support. It has been fantastic. So, um, we have with us today Jonathan Hutchison. Um, Jonathan is Irish, Canadian, various things, but predominantly Canadian. Now over here, um, Jonathan is director of Wototo UK. Um, I was going to say some stuff about Wototo, but I'm not even going to try and do that because we've got the expert here. Um, so I'm just going to introduce Jonathan. Um, so Jonathan, just over to you. It's just great to be with you all today, and it's hard to believe it's been so long since we've been last with you, so it is amazing to see the, the faces, the new cameras, the new lighting, but most of all, it's great to be in the presence of God together this morning, isn't it? To lift up the name of Jesus. There's no other name like his name. It was amazing because, as, as Stuart was saying, we, we all had different cycling personalities. Um, Josh, Josh was like the Energizer Bunny. Um, you know, he just kept going and going and going. Uh, Pastor Stevie, amazing on the hills. I'd go down the hill, and he'd race down the hill and race right up the hill and kind of coast a little bit on the flats to recover. Stuart was like the steam engine, very slow to start. But once he got going, he didn't stop. We were supposed to stop at a 20-mile mark, and he looked at me, and he said, Jonathan, I'm going to keep on going, and he did like another five or six miles. So once Stuart stopped, you just, you know, it took him a while to get going, but then he's like, that steam engine that drug everybody along, we're not stopping here, we're going further. I can't really describe my personality. All I can say is don't have square sausage if you've never had it before. 
and don't bike after behind me. Now, cycling's, cycling is very, very interesting because, you know, when we got to Castle Bay, beautiful scenery, just, just absolutely incredible. And uh, very quickly, I realized there were three things that, that can defeat a cyclist. Number one is your mental. When you're, when you're going 90 miles plus in a day, you know, and you've got Pastor Stevie as your navigator, and there's always just a little bit further to go than what you think. As Stuart said, sometimes you wonder, are you going to make your destination? And there's this, there's this battle of the mind. And then, then you have the battle of, of keeping hydrated, which is, you know, you're thirsty. You're, you're pumping out a lot of calories, so we're constantly drinking water and we're, we're staying hydrated. Even when you don't feel like you're too sweaty, it's important to stay hydrated. And the third last one is the elements. You know, we, we were down in Castle Bay and the elements of, of wind, the elements of what Stuart was saying of mountain climbing. And, and sometimes like him, I, I joined him walking up the mountain because, you know, you're battling elements. And actually one of the most dangerous ones that, especially in the Hebrides, is wind. You know, when, when you've got the wind blowing, and I didn't realize that it, one in every six days in the Hebrides is gale conditions. Nobody told me this. So all we're thinking is, is that, you know, from Castle Bay all the way up to all these islands of Oost and right up to the top, this was my prayer at the end, that there would be no strong winds coming from the butt of Lewis. <laughs> You have to know the geography to get that one. We started in Castle Bay, and the butt of Lewis was actually an, at, at our destination. But we had a, a really great time together, and it was so good. I want to thank you, though, today in all seriousness, because Watoto is a local church that partners with churches like Whitburn to believe for a hope and a future for those that the world would say, would have no hope in future. But when God speaks, everything changes. And the words of God's scripture fill and fund our minds with a prophetic imagination to say no to the way things appear, to say yes to the things of God's kingdom. So could we gather together in, in prayer, just close our eyes and invite his presence just as we get into the word of the Lord together today. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for a people today here gathered together in your name that are doing mighty exploits for you. We pray that as we look into your word, that you would fill our minds with a prophetic imagination to believe that with you, Lord, that all things are possible. Father, would you release courage and boldness that as we walk the streets, whether they're of Whitburn, Heart Hill, the big cities of Glasgow or Edinburgh, that we would be a people not defined by the culture of the present age, but we would live in the power and culture of the kingdom of God. And we ask, Lord, that you will quicken hearts today that you will speak to your people. And we ask this today in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. I'm just going to turn this. Isaiah 
1.17 and James 1 share actions of how God calls his people to be. But if you can turn with me to Psalm 146.3-9, describes who God is. Who is our God and what is our God like? Psalm 146.3-9 declares this, and I'm reading from the NIV UK this morning. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirits depart, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. This is our Lord today. This is our God. And again and again and again it says, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. What does the Lord do? He gives food to the hungry. What does the Lord do? He sets the prisoners free. What does the Lord do? He watches over those who are oppressed. What does the Lord do? He sustains the fatherless and the widow. What does the Lord do? The Lord does great things. That is our God. When someone says, is our God boring? Absolutely not. Our God fights for those that cannot fight for themselves. Our God has care and concern and compassion for all of creation. All of creation, he's got care and concern and compassion. And especially for people, human beings created in his very image. That is my God today. My God is a God of love. My God is a God of generosity. My God is a God of hope. And he's your God today. He's a God of hope, a God of generosity, and a God that gives a future. Our God is amazing. And some of the songs that we sang today, he's defeated death. The grave, the grave has no hold over our lives. The tomb is empty. And Jesus today is seated in heavenly places, interceding. For you and I. Isn't that a profound thought to contemplate today? That right now God is in us. He's for us. He's definitely not against us. God never forgets anybody. There's no thing that he does not ever forget. And there's no stone that he doesn't desire to unturn. But here in these scriptures we see that God cares for those on the margins. That part of the holiness and God who is holy cares for those who are on the margins. He cares for those. And God himself takes responsibility for those who are left on the margins of society or in this world. God cares because God loves. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, and you know the rest of the scripture. For God so loved, he gave. God has always been giving and generous. And, and even when Jesus was standing up, he quoted words from Isaiah. 
the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. We know that scripture. Another scripture in Isaiah 1.17 declares this from the prophet Isaiah. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. We see within the prophets of the Old Testament that the holiness of God is connected to a social responsibility. We see that all throughout Genesis, all the way through the Old Testament prophets. Again and again and again, we see this God that is holy, that also is socially engaged in the world, that cares for those He places laws like cities of refuge where justice could take place. He makes places on the margins of fields in Bethlehem so that those sojourners like Ruth would have plenty and overflow. Everything was built in to worship God, but also a sense of social responsibility to neighbor. We see this once again in the New Testament where James declares this in James 1.27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. The God of the Old Testament is the same as the God of the New. He doesn't change. He says, I'm the Lord your God, I change not. We know that. Yet now he calls us as his people to look after orphans and widows. And he did this in a very difficult context. Greco-Roman times when when James was, was composing the scripture under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, they were very difficult times. Christians were being persecuted. It would have been easy for them to huddle in safe spaces underground and do nothing. Yet God calls his people in every generation, no matter the circumstances, to look to those on the margins of society. And so they did. They would rescue aborted babies in Greco-Roman times and take them in. Christians in those times were the first ones to found the modern hospital system as we know it today. Christians in those times provided education to children that had no education. The people of God were filled with a prophetic imagination to say, in Roman times, we will not let people go by the wayside, but we will step in and we will be the hands and feet of Jesus. And God changed a continent when a hundred years ago people would say, that's impossible. I believe that when we let God's spirit fill us, that there's a boldness and courage to come that's saying, with God All things are possible. What can God release in Scotland in this hour? What can God release to those in the margins? What are the new things that God desires to do? There's hospitals and schools in the past, but what are the new things for those that are on the margins of society today? God has a heart for that. And sometimes it's not always easy, but it's good because God has special concern For those that are on the margins. Proverbs 14 verse 31 declares this. Whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. 
but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. It's interesting that in this pandemic that we've all experienced, um, how the fruit of the Spirit, kindness, that's one of the fruits of the Spirit, can change a culture and atmosphere. It's really interesting. I was on the London Underground going, preaching a few Sundays, and hardly anybody was on it. But they had these posters, and they still have them all over the Underground Network in, in London. And it's really amazing to see. And it's talking about how to treat people out of the pandemic. And it's saying these words, be kind to one another. Be considerate to others. Encourage someone. And I started thinking to myself, it says, smile, have some joy. And I thought to myself, those are fruits of the Spirit. TFL London and the mayor of London has a major advertising program, and they don't even realize what they're declaring. They're declaring the fruit of the Spirit because they recognize this world needs a lot more kindness. It needs a lot more love. And see, the fruit of the Spirit will be courteous to one another. It will bring you to encourage others. And I start thinking to myself, as we become filled with the Spirit of God, we are exactly what our world needs. You are God's gift to your neighborhood. You are God's gift to your estate and to your workplace. It could be that lady at Tesco, that cashier that maybe just grips your heart. It could be that work colleague that you see every day that's just a little bit isolated. It could be that lady in a retirement home that's been disconnected for two and a half years. Where is God calling you in a way to reach the margins? And how do you do that coming alongside the most vulnerable? When God, by his word, funds our prophetic imagination, he'll do increasingly more than we could ever dare to ask or even imagine. Watoto Church has been about this for close to 40 years. We're letting the words of his, his scriptures fund a prophetic imagination to say, no, the way things are don't have to be like that forever. God can do a new thing. I want to put your eyes just towards the projectors, and Lindsay's going to play a, a 52-second video, so tells you a little bit about what we do. Hello, my name is Gillian. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a flight attendant. I love skipping ropes with my family. Watoto because we care for the community. Thank you for loving me. That's Julian today. She's getting taller. Every time I go to see her, she's, she's almost taller than me now. And these are real young people in a real place where there's children and mothers 
on the margins of society. Some of you know Uganda's been through the greatest AIDS crisis statistically that the world went through, leaving two million orphans with no living relatives, not just a mom or dad, no living relatives. It went through civil war for years in which the country was devastated, and I won't go into all the details today, but just the country was devastated. But a church, taking God at his word, had an imagination to believe that it doesn't have to be this way for the future. It doesn't have to be this way for another generation. But the church began to rise up in Uganda. Watoto church began to rise up and to care for those so that the Julians who have no living relatives can be placed in a foster home and have a forever mother, have a roast beef dinner where they have chicken and Irish roasted potatoes every Sunday, but have matoke and mango throughout the week, where it can be a refuge in which they're given education where they're given the best hospital care, where they have a pastoral team around them that believes and champions their dreams. Where today an entire generation has been raised that over the last 25 years, close to 5,000 children have been raised up. We see these beautiful pictures and we see what, what the children dream of. But what's really amazing is when it actually takes place. There's someone that I wish could be here today. His name is Gerald. Gerald is 32 years old. He has circumstances today that you're going to hear about in just a few moments. And Gerald says hi, by the way. And so do Pastor Gary and Marilyn and Julius and Freenita. Pastor Julius actually called me to see how my bicycle fundraiser went on Saturday morning. And I was so tired I didn't take his call. (laughs) But I said, the people at Whitburn have been amazing. And he brings you his greetings today and his great gratitude for sowing into Julian. But, but at Watoto, we believe rescue, raise, and rebuild. Rescue a child or a mother. Raise a leader to see a nation rebuilt. Because at Watoto, we believe that God has more in store for lives than what trends or statistics would ever stay. Gerald couldn't be here today, but we had a Zoom interview together, and it's a few minutes long. There's a few funny parts in it that some of you might laugh at, but it shows an incredible journey of a young man. So let's turn our eyes this morning to the projectors, and let's meet Gerald today. Gerald, why don't you tell us today how you came to be part of Watoto? Well, Pastor Jonathan, that was after I lost my dad when I was three years old. Uh, At that time, I had only my sister, who was a little over a year and a half, and uh, we were able to be taken care of by our grandmother. But unfortunately, she was also struggling, and she had all this pressure looking after so many other grandchildren, and so she couldn't take care of us. Um, So when I was six years old, my grandfather, um, who was at the time trying his best to find help for us. Um, uh, Got a breakthrough when he met with um, a social worker coming from Watoto uh, who was looking for kids to rescue. And I got the opportunity and I was rescued when I was seven years old. And that's when I got to Watoto. Wow. What, What was it like to be part of Watoto? Amazing. 
it changed my life. That was my turning point, joining Watoto. Because look, a child that was previously struggling, uh, looking for food, um, sleeping under a, a very poor roof, not going to school. This time around, when I joined Watoto, I got the opportunity to have all these privileges given to me. So it was life-changing. And what are some of the memories that stand out? Maybe even a, a, one that, you, that was funny to you or funny to others. <laughs> Indeed, this one's funny. So when I joined, I, I had never met in my life a white person. Uh, you know, but when I joined Watoto, for the very first time in my life, I met a white person, and guess who this was? This, this was Auntie Marilyn, Gary's wife, Pastor Gary's wife. And I freaked out because I had never met one. And, you know, Auntie Marilyn was, you know, this, she is always this gentle lady, and she's calm, and she has blue eyes. Now, that even freaked me more, <laughs> you know? But and, and, and amazingly, my... my Fellow kids were just laughing at me because this was odd to them. But it was my first time to see a white person. So it, it, it's just an amazing memory. And, you know, every time I remember that, it's, it's just amazing. Uh, that, that, that's amazing. Uh, Auntie Marilyn was the first person you probably met that was white, but wasn't the last person that you met um, from another culture. So you, I think, were on the choir when you were younger. What was that like? I mean, we love the choir. Um, you know, we're doing something special for the Queen this year in the Commonwealth Games. But but tell us what it's like actually to be in the choir and what that was like for you. It's a it's a great it's a great and an amazing experience, and it was the same for me right from the time we started training. Um, for that choir in 1998. The experience that I had on choir was way out of this world, I tell you, Pastor Jonathan, uh, because um, look, a child that came from deep down in a village somewhere, just the next year, the following year, traveling on a plane, uh, passing through the United Kingdom and you know, heading to the US and Canada, it was amazing. Um, I mean, singing to those people and ministering to their hearts and seeing people cry with tears of joy and people giving their lives to Christ. Mm. That was just an amazing experience for me on choir. Amazing. So I went through all the three uh, school levels um, of, of, of Watoto, kindergarten, uh, primary school and high school. And, 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 and I was always working so hard in school as actually uh, most of the time, I was always top of my class and, and I was so proud of that and my teachers were so proud of me. And so in the year 2010, I graduated out of high school and went to university uh, where I was able to do um, ICT, something I loved so much because it's connected to the technology that I've always looked at and I've always wanted to do. Tell <laughs> us about your wife today. So she's, um, she's an amazing person. She works with the government of Uganda and she's an immigration officer. Together we have two lovely children. We've got a son who is three years and our daughter is one year and we're a happy family. I love wow. her so much. So 
what would you say to those today that are, are thinking of, you know what, um, yeah, this, this this Watoto, it's it's a church that celebrates Christ, it cares for community. What would your encouragement be to those um, that feel a sense of, I want to connect with this vision? Is it worthwhile? Is it, uh, what, what encouragement would you bring to folks? I am a living testimony, first of all. I am somebody who was rescued, um, rebuilt by Watoto, and uh, I was sponsored. And first of all, I'd like to tell you that my life changed because of somebody who connected with Watoto to sponsor and, and, and have me get an education, a decent roof under which I would sleep, nice food, uh, healthcare, and all that. And all this was life-changing. Mm -hmm. So for you to come out and connect with Watoto, you know that there's so many other lives that are going to be changed just because of your help and support and your partnership. Mm -hmm. Gerald's got an amazing story. I'm so proud of him today. What he didn't mention is that while we did this interview, he was in the U.S., on a full scholarship to one of the top universities in America for renewable energies that he's going to take back to Canada and implement not just in our Watoto villages, but he's got a dream to bring some of the top renewable energies to Africa. He's an incredibly intelligent, godly, full of integrity, loves his wife and his family. And I'm thankful for Gerald's life today. I'm thankful that there are an entire generation of those that have come up that believe that they believe the word of God. They believe that their days ahead are great and full of hope. And Gerald is a living testimony, as he said, and we're incredibly proud of him. Maybe if we can, we'll, we'll bring him to the UK one time so you can actually see him and meet him and hug him because it's real, just as real as the children and the choir that you see. There's a generation now that's being raised up that is going into their nation to see it for Jesus. They're committed to that. But it's because people like at Watoto and, and like at Whitburn Church said, no, we believe in the future of a generation we believe not in the statistics, but in what God's word would declare. You see, at Watoto, we're, we're not looking at the fact that there are one million teenage pregnancies that happen in COVID. We're looking as a church to say we're going to come alongside these women and their young children, and we're going to care for them. We're going to teach them transferable skills, and they're going to be raised up to take care of their families, to worship, and to change generational trends. We don't look at those women with AIDS, but we welcome them into the church, and we give them places of significance as small group leaders, and we train them to, to, to be mothers to our children and give them purpose and hope and destiny. We say that when food prices have gone up fivefold because of Ukraine and the pandemic, that we're going to believe for sustainable farming. We've got now 6,000 chickens that produce close to 5,000 eggs every day. We've got hundreds of goats that produce goat milk for our children. We have a dream to, to produce the best 
agricultural training college in East Africa that, that is founded, that will change an entire region. We say to those statistics that no, God's hand is here and he will provide a way. We say to those two million orphans still plus in Uganda that God is your father in heaven and we're going to touch you with the love and power of Jesus so that like the Geralds who had no food, who those babies that are rescued in dumps and in toilets today, that they have a future because God cares for them and God still has a people all around the world today that link arms and said, everybody can have a hope and a future. It can be the, the down and out in Uganda or it can be the up and out, those in apartment buildings in Whitburn or in Glasgow. When God's people come together, we feel the strength, not just of camaraderie, but there's a corporate anointing and power that is able to break demonic strongholds and cultural trends. When God's people come together by faith in the name of Jesus, we see it all through Scripture. We see a church in Corinth partner with a church in Jerusalem to see... A, Jerusalem change. We see gifts being shared from the churches all over the Pauline epistles. And what does the gospel do? In the darkest places where they say there wasn't a way, God made a way. There were signs and wonders, but God's people came together to support and care for one another. Whitburn Pentecostal Church, I want to thank you for over the years of standing with us at Watoto because you're now seeing the Geralds. You're going to see the Julians. There's Freds that are now commercial pilots flying all around the world. We've got a Watoto graduate, one of the top people. She lives in Washington, D.C. for the World Food Bank. God is doing a new thing. And it's because God's people have come together and partnered in his mission with an imagination to say, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? That's a dangerous prayer to pray every day when you pray, Thy kingdom come. When you're in Tesco, start praying it a little bit. Thy kingdom come. When you're in the retirement home, start praying, Thy kingdom kingdom come. Pray thy kingdom come over your families and watch what God will do, but also watch of the ideas that God will place in you to reach others. He will give you a prophetic imagination to see things differently that will break through the darkness as you walk in the light. Because what does light do? It dispels darkness. Light represents hope and Romans 15, 13 declares this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Scripture's just been placed in my heart so strong today that we're a people of hope. When there's talk of inflation and we know the realities but we sang the song today, we're not a people of fear. We are a people of hope that are overflowing with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. No one can take our hope away. No one can rob us that we know that we are a people of a future today. 
And when we say, thy kingdom come, we're calling others into the hope that we know. When we're willing to give of our time, our prayer, our resources, and give in generosity, we're, we're calling people into the hope that we know. Whitburn is full of hope today because it has people like you. Whitburn is going to see things change in this area because it's got people like you. Where God can sometimes use the most unlikely to do the most unusual things. That people will stand back and say, wow, that can only be God. Because everything else, there's no way. That can only be God. I've had that. Are you ready for that today? Are you ready for more of that hope overflowing by the power of the Spirit? Are you ready today? Now, the choir couldn't be with you today, but we had them do a special song for you this morning. A song called, We Are Ready. We Will Go. And I pray that today, that as you go out this week into your world, that you would know who your God is. And that as you walk the streets and the places that God has called you to be, that you would be ready, and like these children, that you would be ready for those perhaps seasonal relationships that God has in your life, for those more permanent relationships, or those, those relationships that maybe just seem a little bit light, that God could speak into it. And those relationships that you've been believing for a long time, that you would be ready. Because at Watoto, we celebrate Jesus, we care for community, and we want to be ready for the new thing that God wants to do. I pray that as the children sing this song, that it would minister deep into your spirit, and you would be ready, and that God would fill you with an imagination to know that he can do exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever dare to ask or even imagine. Let's watch the children this morning. Thank you. 
something that Jonathan kept repeating there um, as we heard about the working with Toto. He used that phrase, prophetic imagination. I just want to encourage us to allow what God is saying. The prophet, prophets have spoken in times past, but God is still speaking. Let us allow what God is saying into our hearts, into our lives, into this church, into a Toto church, uh, and allow it to spark our imagination, allow our imagination to see things, not the statistics as Jonathan was talking about. We have the same similar issues here um, and, and some of the things in our communities that are going on. Let's, let's believe for God to do amazing things, to do a new thing in this generation. I wonder if you'd uh, just stand as we close uh, in prayer together today. And really, the challenge that I want to give today is, uh, is, is encapsulated in that song, and it's, it's what's on God's heart. And it's what he said to the disciples in Matthew chapter 28, verses uh, 20 and, and through. He, he, he instructed the disciples to go into all the world. Go into all the world. And the instruction to us today is the same. Go into all the world. And that could be in your own family. Going into all the world could be your own family, your own street, your own workplace, your own school, your own college, your own street, wherever it may be. God is asking us to go. His intention is never for us to keep the gospel to ourselves, to keep the love of God to ourselves, but to take that and to spread it out around this world. And Father, we pray that you'd help us to respond to that today. Father, that we would be uh, like Isaiah who said, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. I will go. I will go. I will go. And Father, we just want to be people who hear the voice of God, who hear the prophetic voice. And Father, who allow our imaginations to be stirred up. And Father, who will be the ones who will say, here am I, send me. I want to go. That might be down the street. It might be somewhere in a workplace. But, Father, we want to be your ambassadors wherever we go. And, Father, I just pray over this church. Lord, I pray that the missional thrust of this church would just continue to intensify. Father, it's been part of our church for decades now. But, Father, we pray for uh, just that missional thrust of our church to intensify, for that missional thrust within each of our hearts to intensify. And Lord, for Watoto Church, we pray today, and the work that they're doing and the work that they do around the world, Father, we ask that you would just continue to cause it to grow, that hearts would be reached and touched and changed. Father, that people would be changed forever for the, with, with the power of the gospel. Father, and Jonathan mentioned that to this morning as well. Father, that generations would be changed. Lord, we're not just praying for those who are alive today, but Father, for generations who are not yet born. Father, that you would save the generations which are not yet born. And Father, that you do amazing things. Father, as we prayed up in that little village um, just last week, Father, in that village of Barvis, Lord, we prayed that you pour out your Spirit afresh again. Father, our nation needs your Spirit. We need an outpouring of your Spirit afresh again. And so, Father, we, we ask you again this morning that you pour out your Spirit upon us. Father, pour out your Spirit in our communities. Father, that we would indeed say only God could do that. Lord, we just want people to see Jesus. We want people to see you. And, Father, for their hearts to be turned to you. And so, Father, that's our prayer this morning. Lord, we, we know that you hear our prayer. Father, lead us into all that you have, all that you want to do in and through your church in this time. And Lord, we will just be careful to give you all the glory. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for 
all that we've heard today. And Lord, we pray that as we go on into the rest of today and into this week, may we hear that voice, that still small voice that would lead us to different places, to different people, and that we would be your ministers, that we would be your ambassadors, Father. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Lord, bless you all and have a fantastic week. If you still want to give to Watoto, the opportunity is there to do that. Just uh, feel free to uh, do that today. Okay, the Lord bless you.